when, when it happens, it usually does not happen like first thing in the morning when I crank it up to go to work. But if if I go somewhere to run an errand and I get out of it and go in, conduct a little business, whatever, come back and, and crank it up, then it's very apt to do it after it's, after it's sat there for a couple of minutes and then you start it up again. What if you stop again in in 15 or 20 minutes? Will it then happen again? So it happens more than once a day? It, it certainly is prone to that. Yeah. And none, none of these times uh, does the check engine light come on. No. Well, oh. two, two things come to mind. Really? Yeah. <laughs> you better tell us the second one because I, <laughs> I know the first one's going to get us into trouble. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, the first thing that comes to mind is what's for supper tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> No, you could have because the check engine light isn't coming on. I'm going to dismiss it being a sensor, although it certainly could be something like the throttle position sensor, which maybe just enough out of spec to cause the problem, but not enough to make the uh, the light go on. I don't like it. Well, I know you weren't going to like it, so I'm going to jump right to two and three. Now yeah. I have three things. <laughs> you got another idea. Yeah, good. It, you could have this is a 3.3 liter engine. Yes, sir. Okay, you could have a bad coil. This has three pairs of coils mm. okay one each, each pair is for two cylinders obviously it tends mm-hmm. to sometimes three each right six. Six, six there you go Five six divided by three is two <laughs> or divided by two is three and it could be one of those coils is weak but more likely than not you have a bad fuel pump oh and you i bet you've never had it changed in in a hundred thousand miles i have not had the fuel pump changed. well you're ready bill i suspect and that okay. wouldn't show up on, on the uh, check engine light business either. But you can certainly have your mechanic put his uh, fuel pressure tester, it's very easy to do on this thing, uh-huh. in, the, in the line and read the pressure and compare it to what the spec should be. Uh-huh. And I wouldn't be surprised. And you can answer one question, which would cinch it. Are you the kind of person that lets the tank run real low between fill-ups? Um, well, not always, but sometimes it kind of works out that way. Yeah, well, if you do that enough, you'll damage the pump. Okay, like how low? Like with the like, e. Were you banging on the <laughs> dashboard to see if the needle's broken? Gotcha. Uh, no, there, there, there is a low fuel light. Well, I know, and that, and that <laughs> always comes on. How you don't get gas, right? Um, pretty much. I'll wait for that <laughs> okay. Well, there's a there's a good chance then that it is the fuel pump, and that's easy to test. But if that doesn't prove anything, then you can go ahead and have your mechanic test the ignition system. Okay. Now, do I just for future reference? Do I need to fill it up before the fuel light comes on as a matter of routine? Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> when you get the new fuel pump, you might want to do that. In general, that's not a bad idea. Okay, so I'm, I'm really messing up majorly here by letting, it, by letting it tell me when to fill it up. I think so. Okay. <laughs> See you, Bill. Thanks. <laughs> All right, good luck. Bye-bye. Thanks Bye-bye. for calling. <laughs> you bet. 888-CAR-TALK. That's 888-227-8255. Hello, you're on Car Talk. Hi, this is Mary Beth from Albany, New York. How are you? Okay. So what's going on? I have a car slash almost marital problem. Car slash almost marital. Yeah. Are you almost marital? No, I am married. You are marital. Okay. My here. brother can take care of that in no time. <laughs> okay, here's my sad but short story. My husband changed the oil on the car for the first time, which was great. We thought we'd save money. And so a week later, he went out to check whether or not it was still okay, and he went to pop the hood, and the little plastic piece, the hood release, broke. What is this, a Volvo? No, it's a 92 Voyager. 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 
Okay, yeah. this is a little piece that you that's the final catch after yeah, you Yeah, you pull it oh. and pop the left right. Yeah, okay. So being a nice person, I went to the dealer mm-hmm. and bought the new piece, but they said, Oh, we don't sell just the little plastic piece. It comes attached to a whole cable thing. So okay, fine. That was about oh. I know. It was about thirty five dollars and I get home and hand it to my husband and say, Here, just what am I supposed to do with it. this? And he went out to the car, started scratching his head, and said, I can't install this without the hood open, and I can't open the hood without this. <laughs> Your classic Catch-22 situation. <laughs> yeah. So So he hasn't opened the hood since he broke the hood release. Right, and we tried, obviously, pliers, the plier method on the little piece of wire, nothing. We went back to the dealer and said, very funny, guys, how do we put this in? And he said, oh, well, we can take care of that for you. We can take off the grill in the front. It's two hours labor. It's $65 to install this part. Well, is there, in fact, if you look under the dash, is there, in fact, a little piece of the cable protruding? Yes. Oh, you're trying to grab that with a pair of pliers. We tried that, yeah. You need to go out and buy a pair of vice grips. We tried that, too. Oh, well...